Hello and welcome to my Caravan Industry Insights podcast. This podcast is for anyone working in the caravan industry, whether you're from a manufacturer, supplier or dealer here in the UK or elsewhere. So listen every week to hear insights, interviews and marketing tips to help keep you and your business more informed and successful. I'm John Rawlings, a journalist and communications expert with a lifelong passion for caravanning and 20 plus years PR and events experience in the car and caravan industries. From starting in the editorial team at Practical Caravan Magazine to working in the press offices at Vauxhall, Volvo and Volkswagen and now in my own business specialising in the caravan industry. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of my Caravan Industry Insights podcast. We're now um, coming to the very close to the end of September. The evenings are definitely drawing in. It's a bit, a bit sad to see summer fading away. Um, but that means that it's nearly three months since I launched the podcast, which is, uh, I'm, I'm quite excited about that because it's um, the planning for this has taken many, many months and I was very nervous about launching it. So actually having got three months in and got into a bit of a routine now of um, getting interviews lined up and speaking to people. And um, so far I've had some really good and positive feedback, um, but I'd really love some more. I'd love to know more which areas you'd like me to focus on or, or not, as the case may be. I've got some more interviews lined up in the next few weeks. Uh, today's episode is the last one that I recorded um, from my visit to the caravan salon in Dusseldorf. But uh, coming up, I've got some interesting UK perspectives um, and interesting UK businesses who have something to say on the caravan industry, from different sectors of the caravan industry as well. So that's going to be good, and of course... On the horizon, very much so, is the NEC show in October, the Motorhome and Caravan show. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm sure you are too. So if you've got any news for that or anything in particular you'd like, you think it would be interesting to talk about, do let me know. If you can either leave a message on any of my social media platforms, particularly uh, Instagram, or, or email me at uh, john at rawlingscommunications.com, that'd be really cool. So today's interview, as I said, it's the last one I recorded in, at the Caravan Salon in Dusseldorf. And it's an interview with the media director, Cornell Strava, from the ADAC. If you haven't heard of the ADAC before, it's, uh, well, he explained it, but it's basically a bit of a mix between the AA and something like the Caravan and Motorhome Club or the Camping and Caravaning Club, uh, with a phenomenal number of about 21 million members. Obviously, not all of those are car- camping and caravanners, um, but a large proportion are. And uh, Cornell talks about the, his sort of media landscape and why they've launched uh, a new brand of Pin Camp for their uh, campsite uh, directories uh, and the new people that are coming into the into the market over there in Germany. So I think you find this interesting. It's interesting to get insights from, from somebody doing a role like that in a, in a country that has a very, very large sector, caravan industry and uh, camping sector. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you. I'm now in Hall 9 and I'm on the ADAC stand. And I'm here with Cornell Strava. Strava. I'm going to ask you to pronounce your surname. <laughs> so actually, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell me your name and your role with this company. Fair enough. My name is Cornel Stravern and my role is I'm the media director of ADHC Camping slash Pink Camp, which is our online platform. Okay. So for people who haven't heard of ADAC, can you just briefly summarize what it is? Yeah, ADAC is a members organization. It's a hybrid between the AA and the Caravan and Motorhome Club. So it's got nearly 
22 million members. Wow. So it's the largest members organization in Germany. And with that, in the whole of Europe. I was going to say, it must be, yeah. So just briefly touch on your background then, because you used to own or Alan Rogers, is that right? Correct, correct. With three partners, a minor- minority shareholder of the Alan Rogers uh, Guides and Services in the UK, weekend, which we later on sold to the Caravan and Motown Club. And then I've been working a few years for the club in the UK, in Greenstead, before I moved back to the Netherlands, where I worked for various companies as a freelancer. And now I'm working for this German company. So what nationality are you actually Dutch? I'm actually yeah, Dutch, I was, getting, yes. I was getting confused. Confusing myself as well, yes. <laughs> Let's just start by talking yeah. about the Dusseldorf show. Yes. How, well, I know it's only day one, but how yeah. is it going for you? Have you had a look around? How, what are you going to be doing here? To be honest, briefly, you had a look around. I will go back later, but I did see e-caravans and e-motorhomes, uh, which I think is interesting to explore. I can't say too much about it, but that was in all three, close to horse comper, et cetera, which I had a glance, and I think that's an interesting development, but I'm sure more about that uh, than I do. I haven't been in Hall 3 yet, but oh. thanks for the tip. I will definitely go and check that one out. So presumably this is an important show then for you all, for the ADAC members of you both. many. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're here in Hall 9 and this is, it's all the new models from the German manufacturers are introducing here. And I think this is the first time here in Dusseldorf where the whole industry presents itself again. A lot of press conferences, so I think you're running around <laughs> like a madman to try to catch up with all the press conferences. And it's very interesting to see all the novelties and how the developments are going because the business has been booming, partly due to COVID, or people started camping. So there's over a million new campers yeah, in Germany. So it's well, the market in Germany seems to have gone absolutely crazy, isn't it? It's one of the biggest in Europe. For, frankly, by far, yeah. I think if there's one country which is developing the industry, it's Germany. It's really, as I say, it's over a million new campers, and that's partly where we are tapping into with our own online platform, Pinkam. And I think they really make the market as it is at the moment. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. Okay, thank you very much. Let's. I'll keep that as the snippet. Let's go on to sort of more more general stuff. Yeah. Now, so I've seen the ADAC brand across Europe because you have campsites and your, your logos everywhere. I didn't appreciate quite how large it was. Can you just tell me again some statistics? It's been founded in 1903, so it's a long-standing, quite renowned name brand. It's a household name in in Germany. Everyone has its road service from the ADHC. It's got its insurance service, so it's part of German life, if you like. It's got nearly 22 million members. Notably, that's probably one in four of all the households in, in, in Germany has a membership or has a relation of some sort with so the ADAC. All, and would all those members be have, caravan, have a caravan or motorhome? Or no, no some I of think people... about five and a half million. Okay. Members, so one one fifth, one fourth, okay. uh, are active campers. Yeah, so the rest are just using it for breakdown and insurance. Exactly. AA, AA in, in, exactly. Europe, in England. Yeah. 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 Okay. But do you just cover Germany? Can you 
Do you have members in France or Switzerland or Holland or? No, because no. they all have own thing. Uh, yeah. organizations, some members in Switzerland and in, in Austria. Yeah. But that's probably two, two and a half percent of the whole membership. That's still a significant number, but it's predominantly a German brand. Yeah. Okay. So your annual membership presumably has grown then in, in, in during the pandemic? It has, yeah. it has, but it's been very static <laughs> all over since 1903, I would say. It's been growing along with motoring or with the development of the motorways, it's higher. Oh, yeah. But it has grown in the past few years, definitely. That's yeah. cool. So you mentioned the brand Pincamp. That's yeah. something I'm not very familiar with. Can you tell me a bit more about that or and when you launched? Pincamp is the online brand, if you like, the online platform of the ADAC. And essentially it's back everything camping launched in officially, uh, apart from the soft launch, the real launch started in November, 2019. So that was well-timed <laughs> with the whole pandemic coming up, but we didn't know at the time, but, and it, it's grown fast. Deliberately it's called Pinkamp everything camping. So it's a bit beyond just ADAC. So we're not servicing our members only, but we try to reach out to a younger audience as well, because there's a lot of newcomers in our industry who's gone camping. Over a million Germans have been getting the bug of camping in the last two years. And Pink Camp is the right platform for it to, it's about 2,500 bookable campsites, real-time bookable campsites on our platform. Europe or just Germany? Across Europe. Across Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So translated, Pincamp, did you say that it meant, what, what, how would that translate into English? Is it just a generic Pink name? Pink, pin like Pinterest, pin, pin. you can yeah. pin it on the map, uh, uh, point of interest. Yeah. That's where the name comes from. And why, so why did you use a different brand name purely to attract new non-members yeah i think that's one of the main reasons partly practical as well not to have to compete with pink or adac insurance and fight for the same keywords but apart from that it's really beyond let's say just the membership it's a bit beyond that and to get who's interested in camping wishes to book a camping holiday to get to the platform Pincamp. <laughs> and what did you, what did you, did you do before Pincamp then? Was it just, did you just brand or market campsites through ADAC itself? Correct. Yeah. You had Ariate Camping Vents, Camping World, and it had an app and we still have a guide. We still have a magazine because offline is still very important, probably more important in Germany in comparison to the UK, for example. Oh, so uh, what, what would your print run be then? How many copies of that do you print? Uh, 65,000. Right, wow, okay. Uh, the magazine is over 250,000. You print to look at that. Printed version. All right. So that's, that's quite similar then to the UK clubs. I'd like of, to think so. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of people take digital editions of it then or? More and more. Yeah. And this is a bit of a story, but I think when Angela Merkel left, she, I'm sure she did a lot of good things, but one thing she wasn't really in, on top of was the digital side of the development of the country. So there are still a lot of, say, holes in the map where there's no good Wi-Fi or there's oh, no right. good 4G or 5G. Yeah. So that's something which is something on top of the list in the last now of the mm -hmm. government and so therefore there's still print and the traditional way of booking holidays 
is still big in Germany. Is it online? And online bookability has grown fast. Last and, yes. And I think it's been a wise decision of the board of the ABNC to really invest in it. I think they've ever invested over 14 million in it to make it the biggest platform in Germany. It's got to be the future, hasn't it? So are you saying so. at the moment, a lot of people actually prefer to uh, use the telephone call? Because people got good connections in their home. Mm. But if you're traveling, then you still need a guide because there are areas when there's no 5G or 4G. And that's changing fast, I must admit. Yeah. But I give it two, two, three more years and then there's a proper coverage in the whole of Germany. Yeah. yeah. It's a pin company and somebody from the UK can use it as well as some anywhere. We do have ideas to have it in different languages. Oh, so it's one in German. So it's in German. And we also have pincom.ch, which is Switzerland, and that's in Italian and French. Uh, so we haven't translated it yet in English. Right. I'm sure it's going to happen, but anyone with... Google Translate. Yes. yes welcome true. to make a booking. But you're not actively marketing it in the UK then? No, not no. yet. No, no. It's so would, you have one, yeah. would you have one of the biggest databases in Europe then of campsites? Uh, I'd like to think so. Bigger than Axie or... Oh, blimey. I don't, it's about 12,000 campsites properly listed and with information on our platform. If um being critical towards ourselves as far as campsites can register themselves as well and upload pictures but the ones which are proper, properly indexed with good pictures good data cross-referenced with the owners i think it's about six and a half thousand okay. and of those two and a half thousand are online bookable and that makes us the largest platform in europe okay as far as online booking is concerned. Would the majority of those sites be in Germany or is there a good spread? No, top of my head, there's about 500 in France, there's about 60 or in the Netherlands. It's a good spread. Yeah. Germans like to travel. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Southern Europe as well. Yeah. No, it's a good, good flight. Okay. So have you noticed any particular trends in your, in your customer base or the way you market things your marketing as far activities. as where people go to no more no well maybe but more in terms of how you market your business and how you communicate to you. we communicate dare i think but uh, communicate well online on our social platforms facebook instagram are growing fast alongside with pinkham.de in our newsletters but our online marketing especially a lot of work goes into the content and the optimization, etc., making us over 12 million unique visitors on an annual basis. And 12.5 million. Yeah, 12 12 million uh, and engaged customers. And what I personally quite like is that one third of it are new campers and have for what it's worth are under 40. I think we are succeeding in finding new customers and good customers yeah. and i think that's important for the whole industry all right yes yeah definitely wow those numbers are quite phenomenal it, yes but it's a big country as well so that's true uh, so it's a bit of a mindset change for me it has been as well but yes and remind me how long you've been there now since 2020 so beginning of 2020 oh, so that was an interesting time to join <laughs> it was it was uh, yes the idea was going to the head office in berlin a bit more often but 
basically I've got my office in the Netherlands now <laughs> and just Google Meet and dialing. And, We're all quite used to that now. Yeah, it, it has changed. Saves a lot of traveling. Ironically changed for the better for me, but that's maybe a bit unfriendly to say, but work-wise, that's it worked. Yeah. So do you have any particular goals for the next few years? I think we want to, we would like to grow fast in Germany as well. And it seems that we're going to reach 15 million unique visitors by the end of this year. So that's, uh, it's a bit of a promise, but it yeah. did, did that we would like to grow and increase our stock, our bookable campsites, if you like. And yes, we do have active plans for internationalization, as it's called. If that's an English word, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Have more languages and make it more accessible through Europe. You talk about the content that you produce. Do you create that all yourself? And what sort of content do you find works best? focuses on good quality campsite content because we talk about pink camp and about the future and the digitalization etc but obviously we do have a heritage in 2024 the 17th issue of the campsite guide will be published and that's still very important to us as well so it's yes you might think we're young startup etc but we also have this ADHC heritage, or you shouldn't ignore that as well. I think we're in a lucky, good position <laughs> to move forward on the market. And that I appreciate of the board of the ADHC to seeing this and are willing to invest in it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, those are the aims. In summary, yes, more languages. So, the platform becomes more international, grow, especially on the German market, and get more choice for consumers, bookable campsites. And your consumers presumably are just consuming more and more social media content and responding to that? Uh, yes, yeah. yes. But at the end of the day, if you might have heard about the Zuperplatz, the, the top campsites, five-star campsites, and the classification of the ADSC letter system since the 1950s and has developed further. So we are dare I say, quite good in assessing campsites and and the quality. And so we do have our inspectors. So it's partly our own content, which sometimes you might argue that's a bit rigid, but it works well Mm -hmm. alongside with user generated content. So from coming from consumers and their feedback. Uh, So we try to combine, for the sake of argument, the old and the new. And it and this trick seems to work. Yes. Then do you act as? Do you find your? No, do you feel that you need to be producing educational materials well for all these new newcomers to the market? Yes, and that's predominantly done online because that's how they communicate with us. So mm. there's all kinds of information where how to camp, where to camp. A bit different than, for example, in the. For the caravan club where I used to work a few years ago, where you had first-time campers, which how to tow a caravan and you could go on a trek and all of those activities, that's what we don't do, but we do provide them all information and that's done all online. As well as you can find that in our online magazine on pinkham.de. Okay. Providing you speak German on this council, obviously. <laughs> yeah, which I don't, sadly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> again. And your new translate the new people that you're attracting and this membership that's growing. Are they? Can you? Are there any particular trends there? Are they all? Are they caravans, motorhomes, camper vans? Is there any 
any noticeable. Yeah. It's a bit mixed, but it's not. But what I think is interesting is they're very much more hybrid. It's not like they're a tenter or they're a caravanner or they're a motor. They like everything. And it's a bit more which destination do we want to go and which vehicle fits nicely. Especially those newcomers, either they rent, they hire a mobile home first or a motorhome. And then you see them coming back and they say, we bought ourselves this nice little Ereba. <laughs> we want to go serving or we bought a different one. And then uh, I think in maybe five or 10 years time, they have become more traditional as well. <laughs> but maybe that's doing a prediction which... It's ultimately wrong, but uh, what I think is interesting, this new audience likes new models as well and dare to try to use new models. The smaller ones, the caravans, which we uh, just talked about. Mm. So it's an interesting audience for the whole industry, I would say. I didn't appreciate how large the ADAC was then. It must be one of the biggest organizations in in Europe? Except, well, definitely in Europe, except yeah. the one in America. Oh, this okay. is the largest club in the yeah. world, actually. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, it, yeah, it's big. Yeah. Does, it, does it have its own campsites? Say the caravan motor home club in the UK. Okay, you know, that's the difference. They don't have their own. Perhaps they should have done, but they haven't. Well, that's this done. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Fair enough. Is there anything else you'd like to <sighs> mention? Stay tuned on your podcast, and I appreciate you stop by. Thank have you. a look at pinkcamp.de and I hope we can stay in touch, especially when, if we ever translate it, which might happen in the next few years, then I'm happy to talk to you again. We will. If not before. Okay, <laughs> cool. Thank you very much then. Thank you. Nice to see you. Thank you, Thank John. you. Bye-bye. You. Bye. So I hope you found that interesting. Uh, and I'd just like to say that in next week's episode, I have got an interview with somebody talking about advanced sales techniques now i'm sure lots of people in the industry know how to sell a caravan or a motorhome but um this guy has got some interesting thoughts on some of the psychology behind it and how the brain works so uh, i assure you it's going to be really really interesting that i haven't explained that very well but uh, listen in next week and you'll find out more about it thank you very much bye-bye Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and would really appreciate it if you could share it with as many people as possible. Even better, please give me a five-star review in iTunes. It would be a great help. If you'd like me to interview you, want to suggest someone to interview, or interested in sponsoring this podcast, or want to get in touch with me for any reason, please drop me a line at john at rawlingscommunications.com or message me on Instagram at rawlings underscore comms. Thanks very much. Bye for now.